Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. Friendshipping is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast. Simplecast makes podcasting easy, affordable, and downright friendly. Use the promo code CHICAGO to get 50% off your first three months. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This This is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... Oh, we didn't decide on the theme. We did not. The theme is making changes. Making changes. Yeah. 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 Sure, why not? Yeah, let's do that. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Jen, how are you? I'm logging on to record my show. How are you? I'm logging on to record my show. Current mood, logging on. The podcast haver has logged on. <laughs> how how are you today? I'm good. I'm just, uh, I've got so much adult paperwork to take care of. Ugh. You know, Ugh. don't you hate that? Yes. Ugh. I was supposed to open a new bank account today and check on my taxes and it's like, oh, motherfucker. I just got a text, for, uh, an email from Doug. Doug, our, Doug, our, our tax boy. Our tax our friend. Our good tax guy. Who are who is just like, I don't know. Just so you know, Doug, it's almost June. Yeah, Doug, we needed to pay our taxes a while ago. <laughs> it's fine. But Doug, of- if you're listening to this, we love you, but maybe go back to work. <laughs> um, I hope that at the very least, what this goes to show is that even your respected podcast hosts are bad at their adult. I'm paperwork. very responsible I'm- and very bad at a lot of adult things. I feel like I'm pretty responsible, too. It's just that, like, being an adult is so many fucking things. It's just so much paperwork that you don't need until you really need it. Exactly. It's like nothing happens, nothing happens, nothing happens. Oh, my God, I need a birth certificate right now or I'm I'm in so much trouble. You have to go to the dentist every six months. You, you have to, love the dentist. Nice I do. try. Uh, you got to eat. Uh, I was about to say you got to eat five servings of vegetables. You love that, too. Also, OK. Ah, you know what else you have to do? Um, they say that you should try to get 120 minutes of exercise a week. Yeah, you do have to do that. That's garbage and I hate it. That's the only part of this I enjoy. See, there we go. You have something you like also. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck vegetables, though. Oh, uh, well. Oh, Trin cannot endorse that. No, Her I Her face re- just <laughs> fell like, ha, oh, yeah, that's funny, Jed, but not really. <laughs> no. Actually, my face fell because I was thinking about um, <laughs> when you, uh, so uh, listen, not everybody puts vegetables in their vagina. But there are people in the world. That is so not what I thought you were going to say. Who Please do? continue. You know, like a nice looking zucchini. Apparently. Eggplant. Eggplants. Again, I'm not kink shaming here. And it's okay. Whatever you put up there is totally fine. I remember these like fake articles back when Fifty Shades of Grey was in the theaters yeah. uh, from these like theater employees being like, we found zucchinis in the chairs and all this stuff. Because the 40-year-old ladies, I guess, were like super... Th- those are fake. But... Why it, wouldn't you just bring a, a real... A, a dill... Never mind. I'm not even going to ask the question. Well, maybe like you'll get through like theater security and they'll be like, why do you have such a thick oh, carrot? This is my theater cucumber. I'm I just, hungry. I just like... It's my, it's my theater Look, snack. Look, I have a whole tub of ranch dressing right here. My story checks out. So, uh, Jen, you want to read the first question? Yeah, I really do. I am so glad... <laughs> Hi, Jen and Trin. I'll try not to make this long and turn this into a venting session. Oh, go on then. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, we like hearing about your drama. I moved to New York City a few years ago because I needed a change and honestly, a jump in my social life. 
I've made wonderful friends, which I'm very grateful for, but times are changing. People have moved away over the years, and some friends are just not as interested in going out as often. I find myself to be extroverted, but still difficult to make and maintain friends. I always hear, make friends with your friends' friends, but this is actually very difficult. I have some friends who hang out in fun groups. However, they like to keep things separate and only like to spend time with me in one-on-one setting where I hear about all the other fun group hangs. I have other friends who I have a great one-to-one time with, but all their friends are also more into one-on-one hanging, making it hard to be part of a group. I also join a lot of groups like volunteering and taking improv classes, but it still becomes hard to maintain the friendships outside of those specific things. How can a girl just get her social life rocking again? (laughs) Hope you get my drift. What do I do? P.S. Social life for me is not defined by binge drinking in clubs. I'm in my 30s and I just want to hang with a group of energetic people. So first... Yes, correct. This is difficult. Yeah, we're going to affirm, as you said a couple times, it's hard to do this. And we're going to say, that is correct. It is hard. We're going to nod in your general direction. You are correct. You know why it's also difficult? Because you live in New York where people come and go. Yeah, And if do, you're trained, yeah. you're always going as far away from possible as New York. I don't if we, like If it. we <laughs> joke about New York, we are going to get some angry hate. This is true. So I'm going to say just one thing about New York. I know lots of people really enjoy New York and that is totally good. But if someone were to construct an intricate, just overwhelmingly depressing (laughs) personal hell for me, specifically me, Trin Garitano, it would be the city of New York. And they would trap me there forever. And I'd be dizzy. It would be the worst. Oh, I hate being dizzy. I know. Ugh. But I'm glad that you like it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a hub where people may go there to do certain things in their careers or because they want to live in Brooklyn and they decide they don't want to live in Brooklyn anymore. So it's like people are coming and going. It can be easy. It can yes. be difficult to hold on to long-term friendships there. Right. I, I mean, I think that's true of any big city, too, yeah. is that people kind of come oh, and everyone go. Everyone fucking leaves Chicago to go to L.A. Or the suburbs to have babies. Fuck okay. But then they come back sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's rad. Yeah. Yes. So we're glad that you are doing all these steps that you've listed to find new friends. Like you're going out. You've got improv friends. This is great. You mentioned being friends with your friends' friends and that this is not a thing you can do. We are wondering why. Yeah. Why? Why did you say that? You said it, but you didn't tell us why you can't hang out with your friends' friends. And we acknowledge that there may be, maybe there was a discussion in the past or something like that where you were like, hey, it would be really cool. I, I like your friends. Like, you know, feel free to, to invite me. I'd love to tag along, something like that. Or, hey, there's this event at this, I was just thinking of the Field Museum's like museum after dark oh. situation. Like, hey, what if you and a couple of your buds like want to make a, a crew thing out of it? Like you can be proactive in inviting your friends plus a couple of their friends. You might have to be the glue. Yeah. You might have to do a lot of the heavy lifting. You might have to be like, I'm inviting friends from this area and friends from this area, and we're all going to hang out together. And the thing we have in common is me. Yeah. And again, we know that there's context that we're missing, and maybe you've had this conversation. But if you haven't explicitly stated, hey, I really like hanging out in groups and I really enjoy hanging out with you one on one. But hey, there's this group thing happening and I could use a crew. Let me borrow your friends to make it a group. Oh, I love that. And then to make it easier, my friend recently did this for her birthday party she was having. She designated someone to come with her to the event so she didn't have to show up alone. Oh, my God. And she was like, can you be the one that's there when other people arrive with me? And then you can go home whenever you want. And I think that is genius. 
Yeah, it just makes you feel more relaxed. I literally bailed on a party this weekend because I was too anxious and I didn't have a friend babysitter. Yep. So I told the host, I was like, hey, I'm going to come to the next thing. I just need to get a designated babysitter. And yeah. So-, so see, Trin, what you're saying is providing reasons why someone might not want to go to your group hangout, which yes. is good, too, because that doesn't that didn't reflect anything on the host or you not wanting to be there. It was just like, this is going to be too much for me. Yes. So I guess in conclusion of that small section of being friends with your friends, friends, just make sure that you actually have that explicit conversation, because I think it is awkward for the friend who has the group of friends to say like, oh, hey, be an interloper. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, barge in here. Right. And I don't think it's rude even to say like, oh, you know what? I really like your friends. Like, I'd love to hang out with them. Yeah, you might have to do a lot of self-inviting. I don't think it's even self-inviting to say, hey, I really like them. Yeah. Can can I come? I really like them. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, that's a conversation you could really only have maybe once or tops twice before it's like, oh, actually, like they are worried that they're going to have to babysit you within the group and they are saying no. But it is a conversation you can have. All right. So one of the best tweets I ever read was the most I'm going to I'm going to butcher it a little bit, but it was like the most unrealistic part about the Bible is the fact that Jesus was in his 30s and had a ton of friends. He had like 12 friends. You are in your 30s. You told us that it is not easy to maintain friendships. And going back to the New York thing, if someone is like, I live here and you live there, no one wants to get on the subway for an hour and a half. That's the thing. Like, Trin, if if you live in Edgewater and I live in Pilsen, where are we going to hang out? We'll never see each other. I'll take 45 minutes to get to you. If like maybe more than that, travel is 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 a difficult thing. I agree. I guess what we're saying is you do have a problem. It is a problem that really sucks. It's a problem that's really hard to solve. And uh, you know what I just thought of, Jen? What? Uh, one of those person just needs to make like younger friends. Oh, you yeah. Know? People that have shitty apartments that they don't want to spend time in. That's, That's how I it. made friends in yeah. my young 20s. Like, I mean, I would say the number one reason why I don't want to hang out is because I like being at home with my cats and plants. You know, mm-hmm. like that just sounds really good to me. But, you know, 23 year old me was like, I don't have any cats or plants. Please take me out of my crumbling apartment and pay for my beverages. Yeah, maybe you need to find your people. Yeah, and it could be that your people have more energy, the energy of somebody in their early 20s. Be a cougar, but for friends. (laughs) Hit up a cougar bar for friendship. You're horny for friendship. Platonically coog. Yeah, you heard me. To coog uh, to is coog, the verb. To coog for cooging for friends. You're cruising the net for friendships. I have other friends who I have a great one-on-one time with, but all their friends are also more one-on-one. How do you know that? Yeah. How do you how do you tell if someone's one-on-one or not? The other thing is that, like, okay, one-on-one. I, I'm somebody who prefers smaller hangouts. Okay. Um, but one-on-one is very easy to make a group of three. You know, so if you say like, oh, hey, I'm doing this thing. Bring your friend. Say I'm looking for a third. Yeah. But clarify what that means. Right. Whoa. 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 I get it. I like that you didn't get it at first. And I was like, "Uh oh, sorry, Trin. She made a sex joke. But you are looking for a third. Let's turn this. Let's turn this into a crowd. (laughs) A sex crowd. It's hard because this person is really doing a lot of things correctly. And it's just a matter of like, this is really hard and it's going to take a lot of work. Might make you feel better to acknowledge the barriers, though. Yeah. The obstacles in the way. Like the fact that you're in your 30s. Everyone has extremely busy, frantic lives. 
Another piece of advice, Trin, I've heard you give a couple times to people that want to make like hangouts and social events happen is you actually can't make events too often. Yeah. If you are like every Tuesday, we're going to go to karaoke and then out for sushi. The novelty of that wears off pretty quickly because one, people don't like to spend a ton of money all the time. And two, it's the same thing. And every single Tuesday is a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I also feel like another barrier on this is that um, I know you're, you mentioned that you don't go out drinking and dancing and stuff like that. But in New York and other big cities like that, everything is expensive. The cab ride or the train you have to spend money on. Like you go into a building, you've got to give them money at the door. Like yeah. you have to buy a thing while you're there or like you feel like you have to. Yeah, I've read that it costs $25 to leave your place in New York and go out into the city. Just like just plan on spending at least $25. I feel really bad because it's it's this is one of those questions where it's like, I don't have a silver bullet for you. Like I can't tell you like this is how you get a group together because you really clearly listed all of the barriers in the way. And I, I feel like I, I really hate that I'm saying this, but I feel like the I, the way to clear those barriers is to find friends who don't have them. And that's going to be younger people. I like that idea. There's something there's something to that. Find your energetic New York people. Yeah, go go to a university and like recruit, like ha <laughs> hand out pamphlets. Be my friend. Be my friend. If you can get two people to go with you to something, then you can have a big energetic time. You know what I'm saying? So like if you have one friend who can bring one additional friend and you take them to a big event, that can turn into a jubilee. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like so, you don't have to have a, oh, you don't have to roll 20 deep. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's really smart. Like I don't recommend rolling 20 deep. That sounds extremely stressful for a lot of people from moving location to location and stuff. But yeah, like the the energy that you're looking for might not be the number of people. It might just be the right people. Yeah. I think it's also, and, I, and I'm going to say something that might make people mad. Ooh. I genuinely think it's a little more difficult to be an extrovert than an introvert. Ooh, interesting. I think there are fewer true extroverts, first of all. And I feel like Everybody has introvert tendencies, you know, everybody needs to recharge every now and again, like to, I think to like, you know, chill out or whatever. But extroverts don't need that like at all, you know? And yeah, like, a true extrovert gets their energy from chatting and socializing and sharing their problems with other people. I just think the world is more built for extroverts. Really? Uh, yeah, I think it probably depends a lot on setting. Yeah, that's true. Like, I don't think New Yorkers like talking to each other. Like for me, I, I've I've constructed an introvert hole. Yeah, you've made a very introvert reality for yourself. Right. And as have I. And it's right. wonderful. Hmm. Maybe we need to like get an extrovert on this podcast to, to Do we know any? No. <laughs> Actually, next week we're gonna have a couple of extroverts on the podcast. Yeah, we've got a we're doing special guests. Yeah. We're Should not we... gonna spoil it. No, we're not gonna spoil oh, it. Because okay. we don't know that show hasn't been recorded or edited yet, so we don't know exactly how it's going to go. That's a really good point. It could be terrible. Yeah. Probably not. It'll yeah. probably be great. Do we have any more uh, advice for this person other than, yeah, this sucks and it's going to be really hard? And I think you have to keep going. Yeah. I think you have to keep volunteering. You have to keep taking improv classes. I, it says I join a lot of groups, but do you stay at these groups? Oh, good point. Yeah, I join a lot of stuff and quit a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that's like part of like, oh, I have some free time. I can totally take on this activity. And it's like, oh, holy fuck. I do not have time for this anymore. I have no social energy left. So are you staying with these groups? Because you got to stick around. Yeah, it's a lot of work to maintain a friend group. And it, like in the more people that are involved, the more dramatic it becomes, the more uh, split offs of the group there are, that sort of thing. There's a lot to manage in a friend group. It is difficult.
Yeah, and so volunteering especially, like Trin, remember when we did Habitat for Humanity? And that was just one day, but that was like eight hours of volunteering. I think you need to find a group like that, where by the end of the day, you really do know everyone's name already. And that makes it a little, as opposed to three hours in an animal shelter, which you should still do because that sounds fantastic. But you know what I mean? But if you're going for the purposes of making friends, it makes sense to spend more time there so that you guys actually go through something together and and like have a connection. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I'd encourage this asker to really examine where they're putting their efforts. And I'd also like to apologize that we don't know what to do else for you. <laughs> it, so I, I always say that like, oh, this is not necessarily a solvable problem. Like I hate saying that. It's just that considering the circumstances, this is going to be something that you have to work on all of the time. Yeah, honestly, yeah. It's not going to be an easy fix. It's going to be a pattern of saying hi to new people, of inviting, of politely inviting yourself to things. Like you're going to have to keep trying. And the concept of a friend group is a very rare thing for a person to have. That's another thing that I think we should make really clear is that not everybody has huge friend groups because they are difficult to maintain. They're oh difficult God, to yeah. find. They're difficult to maintain. I had a huge group of like 20 nerds that was like hang out together all the time. I hang out with two of them now. That's life. That's life. Yeah, don't buy into the friend group thing that you see on sitcoms where they always hang out and they're always knocking on each other's door and stuff. That's not, that's pretty rare. And if it's, and if it does happen, it usually lasts a couple months before someone moves or someone breaks up or someone, you know, life. There's a reason that's fiction. Man, I feel bad moving on to the second question, but I I think that this, this is what it is, is uh, either you need to find a way to get more satisfaction out of hanging out with groups where you don't know everybody. You know, like just showing up somewhere to an event. Um, I think maybe uh, try the, hey, friend plus one situation where mm-hmm. you say to your close friend, like, oh, hey, can you like bring, bring a buddy? I'd like to have a, a bigger group. Yeah, like this makes more sense and it'd be more fun if we had more people. So bring a friend do. Yeah. And ultimately, just be realistic about everything that's standing in your way. Like this is hard. You're in a place where it costs twenty five dollars to leave the house. Um, You're at an age where people are, you know, typically (laughs) sounds so sad because 30 is not that old. But we are slowing down and we're having different priorities down. Your bones are starting to ache. Your back snaps when you get out of bed. Oh, you can't stand up without your elbows creaking and groan. You stand up like this. Oh, you're taking five fiber capsules at every meal just to stay regular. You have to lower yourself into a chair, hands first. Oh, here we go. <laughs> so, uh, yes, be realistic about what's standing in your way and know that what you want and your needs are not out of the question. It's just difficult to manage. Host a friendshiping meetup. I'm sure we've got <laughs> listeners in New York. That would be really fun. <laughs> right in if you want a friendshiping meetup in your city. Yeah. Do you live in New York and want to meet people? Do it. Do it. We, we're not going to go. Yeah, we won't be there. No. <laughs> Should we move on? I guess. Why not? Dear fabulous friendshiping folks. Did like that alliteration. I, like that. I appreciated that. I have a friend who doesn't leave. We'll have a dinner party and she'll end up spending the night and then staying into the next day. My spouse and I give lots of signals to her like, we're going to bed now or I'm going to the gym and she's still there when I get back. Then we'll say, we're going to do work now. And she'll respond with, great, I'll do work too. This is so awful. Oh my God, I'm getting so anxious. I know. I've kind of resolved the spontaneous slumber party by telling her ahead of time that she can't spend the night, (laughs) (laughs) which is what I would have suggested. But that works. Uh, But there's still a problem. 
Like today, I met her out for brunch with some other friends, and she asked what I was up to for the rest of the day. My plan was to clean out my closet. She took that to mean that I could continue being social with her once I'd finished. So now she's coming over for dinner. Brunch and dinner. That's so many meals. Oh, my God. I think she's just a total extrovert, but she doesn't seem to know when social events are over. We're all in our mid-30s, and I feel, I guess that's the theme is yeah. people in your 30s. <laughs> We're all in our mid-30s, and I feel as if she's got an undergrad mentality about socializing. Another mutual friend mentioned a similar observation. He had a party where she was in attendance, and she was the last person there, and she stayed well beyond her welcome. We've also gone out for dinner and then drinks, and she wanted to show a new friend her apartment. It just didn't seem to have an end. I'm wondering if this is worth having a conversation. I really love her, and she has tons of positive energy. I just want her to know when it's time to go home. Thanks for any guidance you can provide. Well. Yikes. Well. Yikes. Gosh, another another example of an asker who's doing the right things, but a friend who is just not reciprocating. I wish this overstayer could hang out with the person from the first question. God, and then they would get all their social energy out on each other. That would be very, very good. Man, so this person is just very bad at picking up social cues, and they are not good at putting themselves in the perspective of other people. Yeah. Yep. 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 You can't say it better than that. I feel like this friend who stays all the time, just there's there's a no uh, mental cost of being around people and hanging out with people for them. Yeah. And they probably have a much different sense of time. Yes. I know that sounds bizarre, but like I... F- have a pretty strict bedtime. <laughs> right. <laughs> and like if we're nearing the old bedtime, I'm going to respect my, I'm a bedtime respecter. Me too. Respect the bedtime. And this person is like, in oh this, my God, it's in this house we, we respect, respect bedtimes. bedtimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to tweet that right after this. And this person will is someone who will look at a clock and be like, oh my God, it's 1145. Hmm. Anyone want to go out for, go out for a late night drinks? No. It's like, no, I do not. No, I've never wanted this. My first advice was going to say, it was going to be say you're going to bed now, but they tried that. They've tried this. Oh. So uh, I feel like. It is a good idea to be extremely clear with your friend while while you're talking to each other because you have been giving her soft no's over and over again. Oh, you're right. These are soft no's. I mean, it, as explicit as it may seem to the average person saying, I'm going to go to bed now is being the end of the night. It is obviously not clear to her. Yeah. You use the phrase undergrad mentality, which I love. That is such a nice way of being like, they act like a freshman. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, it's like, I I feel like this approach must work for the friend in some situations, you know? Yeah, because she's like not living with you now. Right. She she must leave at some point because you're you're not like, oh, by the way, as I'm typing this, she's over my shoulder reading this. (laughs) Um, and, And also, she probably has friends who appreciate her being around all the time. Yeah, totally. Can you say, I got to kick you out now? There's one. Can you say that? Yeah, Can you yeah. say it like, oh, I'm sorry, or even you, though you're not sorry and shouldn't be, but like use an apologetic tone? Yeah, I l- let's work on just some language to make it even more clear, because I, I really think that the problem we're dealing with is not that this friend just needs too much social activity, because that's there's no such thing. If you need a lot of social activity, that's fine. 
I think the problem with the friend is just that they are not picking up what you're throwing down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we uh, got to recording, Trin and I were speculating why the hell anyone would ever be like this. Oh, yeah. Because it's so opposite from how we are. I have one foot out the door of every social situation, even people with I really like. Like as soon as I enter an event, I'm formulating my escape plan. Yeah. No matter like, how much fun I'm there's having. There's like, you know, the Mission Impossible theme like plays in the background and I'm like looking at the windows and doors like, okay, if I spend 20 minutes by the bar, check my phone for a little bit and then I'm out, bitch. Yeah. But um, this person is like, is not like that. No. So we were wondering if they just don't like being alone at their apartment or. Well, then I see. I thought that too. But then when we read through the question, like just now, she wanted to have to show a friend her new apartment. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Wow. That gets rid of that theory. Yeah. Wow. It could. I mean, I, I, I think, think you're, it's just social energy, I guess. She she does not like to be alone, which is, again, a very neutral quality for a person to have, even though you may find it personally confusing, as we do. As we do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I think that the issue is going to be the language. Um, I'm going to have to kick you out now is a really good one, Jen. OK. Um, I like and that one. I do like. Um, so <laughs> here's the other thing. Uh, ask her. I'm going to say this in the kindest way I can, but you're a pushover. Oh, I think you're right. Like in no world would I meet somebody at brunch and then they're in my house for dinner. Like at some point you said yes. That's a really good point. What was the text conversation like between brunch and dinner? Can't you just say, no, nah, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. Or, I'm, I'm sticking by myself tonight. I need some introvert time. Yeah, I think that making clear to her what your needs are is really important because the concept of wanting to be alone is totally foreign to her. So saying something like, to be honest, I think I need to chill out uh, with just me and this person lives with a boo, right? That's what, yeah, with their spouse, I think is what they said. Honestly, I feel like I just need some time with me and the boo tonight. Or I've been really enjoying quiet of home and I think I'm just going to chill there and go to sleep. I think that's great because they wrote, my spouse and I give lots of signals. No more signals. Nope. Now it's direct using your words. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's not like, oh, hey, oh, cool. Well, then I'll like I'll come hang out when you're done cleaning out your closet. You say, no. Nah, no. We're not in the mood for company tonight. Yeah. Nah, we, we feel like being by ourselves tonight. Yeah. Um, and so you, you also said, does a conversation need to be had? And maybe, but I want to be sure that you know that you cannot talk her out of her extrovert needs. So if you're saying, like, you can't stay at somebody's house overnight all of the time. Yes, she can. Yeah, she can. You can't really order someone not to be like that. Right. And I mean, if she imposes on other people, that's really her problem. So I would say be sure that you are focusing on the simple interaction between you and your friend and not like this friend has a problem. Oh, I really like that. Yeah. Don't make this such a broad problem that you have to solve and get your hands in there. Yeah. Maybe you will. But for now, I think I really like the idea of taking small steps to set up boundaries. Yeah. And there are going to be some warning signs that like, oh, wow, this friend has a problem and she can't be alone because she's sad. It doesn't seem like you are giving us any hints that that's true. Yeah. They said she has tons of positive energy. Yeah. 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 I wonder what she's repressing. <laughs> wow. What, what, what I mean, childhood what? Who horrors? Said that? Uh, what? I mean, what? <laughs> Nothing but laughs here at Friendshiping LLC. Oh, my goodness. Uh, okay. So, I mean, I feel like that's kind of, it's kind of the thing. Like, 
make sure that you know that her extroversion is not a problem that you need to solve. It's really just the interaction between the two of you. And be sure that you are being super clear. So one thing that I do, and you might not be as heinous as I am, so maybe you won't do this, but I really love doing Google Calendar invites for my Hangouts. Uh, one, because it reminds me that they're happening. Uh, and two, because I get, to, I get to set an end time. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. You got to set uh, a calendar, an external verbal calendar Google warning. Be a computer like this event is ending in 10 minutes. <laughs> Let's say in some other universe, you saw her at brunch and you did want to hang out after you cleaned out your closet. She would say, oh, hey, let's let's have dinner together. And you could say, oh, yeah, uh, if you want to pop by for a couple hours, um, how about like between like, you know, six and not <laughs> 69. Ah, nice. <laughs> between six and nine, like, I'd love to hang out. After that, I, I want to, you know, be alone, take a bath and everything. Uh, but if you want to pop by just for dinner, that sounds good. I like that. I also think for the time being, no hangouts at your house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because that is it's stressful to kick someone out of your house. Right. You can get there. That's like you can you can get to the level where you you kindly make this person leave. But I don't know if you're there yet. Yeah. So for now, I would say stick to public places. Yeah. Never go with her to a second location. <laughs> uh, the thing that we say is the reason why people have difficult conversations in public places is so that both people have equal opportunity to leave. This is what you want with this friend. Yeah. It shifts the power dynamic a little bit. It doesn't put the responsibility on you to be like, this bar is closing. We should go. <laughs> Jen, would you like to do some improvisation of how these conversations could go? And would you like to be the bad friend because I, you're very funny when you I do I would it? like to do it. And I'm already stressed about pretending to be this person because, oh, my God. <laughs> Woo. Okay. Okay. Take deep breaths. Get into the headspace. Think about what your life would be like if you require 8 to 12 hours a day around at least 4 to 8 people. Oh, my God. That's like not even enough sleep. You need to be talking at all times. You need to stare into their faces. You need to be close enough to smell their pheromones. I have a migraine already. <laughs> okay, so the scene. I'll set the scene. Oh, okay. So it's me and uh, what's your fake name? Brian. Me and Brian. And uh, Brian and I have been eating dinner with a crew of friends, but all of the friends have left. It's just me and Brian, and it's time for us to go home. And Brian really wants to come home with me, and not in a sex way. Oh, okay. So I, I just paid the check. Um, this has been fun. I mean, I'll see you later this week, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll walk you home. Oh, thanks. That's nice, because we're in New York City, and anything could happen. Anything could happen in this big old city known as the Big Apple. And the, the Windy Apple. The City of Broad Apples. The City of Brotherly Apple Oh, hey, love. while we're here outside your door, why don't I go up and say hi to your spouse? Actually, I think I'm just going to go head to bed. Um, oh, but I'd I'll... love to see the uh, all the new art you put up. Here, come on, let's go. I'll just be real quick. Honestly, like, I think that I'm ready for the night to end. Um, so I we've got plans later in the week. I'll just see you then. Um, are you sure? Yeah, I love you. I'm going to give you a hug goodbye right now. This is us hugging. Oh, it's a real good hug. I'm not letting go. <laughs> I gently Well, now will pat... you walk me home? Um, You know, Creating no an thanks. endless cycle where we walk each other home? This is what we're going to do. So we've got plans later this week, which I'm very excited for. I'm going to show you my art. I'm going to show you my new plants. It's going to be nice. And I'm going to call you a lift so I know that you get home safe. Wow, you're a good friend. Love you. See you later. Wow, that worked. The notes that you should take from this is notice that I repeated over and over again. 
I'm going to see you later this week. You got to repeat it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. going to see you later. Right. I'm going to see you later. Later, later, later. Yes. I'm ready for the night to end is also important because this friend is is viewing you as part of their their fam, you know, like the night doesn't end because I'm just going up upstairs with my buds. Yeah, I'm just part of this now because it's like a dorm room when I'm an undergrad. Right. You have to remind them that hanging out is is a different thing that has a start and end period. Yeah. I'm yeah. ready for the night to be over. I really like that line. I'm definitely going to be using that. Next scene. Scene two. Okay. I walked into a coffee shop to get a little Americano to go. Mm. And uh, Brian is at a table of 12 people. Apostles. Brian is Jesus here. <laughs> uh, and uh, and gives and waves me over. Okay. Hey, Trin. Hi. Is your name Trin in this scenario? <laughs> Trin, come here. I'll pull up a chair for you. Well, come, how about I'm Tim? Tim, pull up a chair. I'm sorry I called you Trin before. Here, oh, sit right next to me. It's a common mistake. I know Tim is a really uncommon name. I'm going to introduce you to everyone at this table, and we're all going to play Get to Know You games. I would love to, but I'm actually on my way out. I'm not listening. Hey, everyone, look, this is Tim. I know Tim from uh, nerd conventions. Hey. Tim likes to cosplay. Tim, tell me about your cosplay. I would love to, but I'm on my way out. It was really good to run into you. Um, why don't you give me a text uh, later this week if you're free? Tim cosplays as Wonder Woman, and it's awesome. Tim, show us some pictures. You are so sweet, and I know how much you love me, and you want to show me off to your friends, but Tim, I am leaving, and I will see you later this week. And I'm actively walking out the door as this happens, and I am, I'm doing the little princess wave at everybody so that it would, it's a little bit silly, and people are like, oh, she's so cute. Bye, Tim. Bye, Brian. See you later. <laughs> what, can we, let's back it up, and you, and you ask me what I'm doing after. Oh, shit. Good idea. Let's do it. Oh, man. The thing I would never do. Right. Make a follow-up. <laughs> so out of character. Okay, I'm going to try and embrace this role. Try it. Get, okay. get your headspace okay. in there. Where are you going? Come on, let's hang out. Oh, I'm going off. I'm honestly just going back to my apartment to get Great, some work done. Great, I'll come with you. I have work to do, too. I have my laptop here with me. It seems like you've got a lot going on here. Nope. Um, <laughs> Not at all. Come on, I'd love to hang out with you. I fucking hate Brian. <laughs> Brian's a bit of a pest. He's a bit of a pest. Brian is almost definitely worse than the actual friend in this situation. I think so. Which is fine for the purposes of this improvisation. Brian sucks. <laughs> Brian, um, I'm going to leave you to your friends. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to some time alone. Uh, I th- I'm going to head out. And uh, how about I give you a text tomorrow when I'm in the mood for people? What if I just like sit next to you with headphones on and my laptop and like we'll both get some work done and chill out? To be honest, like that's not how my brain works. Like I I love that you are so positive and you want to be around people all the time. But for me, like when I really want to get work done or I really want to chill out, it just needs to be me. Um, so I'm really happy that I ran into you. And I'm so excited to see you later this week. Uh, but right now, I think it's just going to be old Tim and Tim alone. So you hate me. I love you. Like I said over and over again, I love your energy. I I love that you have 12 apostles. I think that's really cool and uh, uh, a new thing that nobody has done before. But for me, that's just not my vibe. Like I do need some uh, recuperation time and uh, I'm going to head out. So I drain you. Um, Okay. (laughs) Bye, Tim. See you never. Brian. Do you want to hang out tomorrow? (laughs) Let me walk you home and we can discuss this. and, and, And at this point, I just say, Brian, this is at the point where it's kind of making me uncomfortable. And I, I feel like you're trying to make me feel bad and insert yourself into my plans. And it's important for me to maintain a healthy amount of, uh, of time alone. Uh, and if you can't respect that, then I really don't think we can be friends. Oh, my God. Yeah. I 
just got told. Yeah, you did. I'm going to sit here quietly. With your okay, I'm over friends. it. <laughs> <laughs> I also like, I feel like uh, the, the real Brian uh, probably has a bunch of friends to help them bounce back too. You know? Send Brian an article about extroverts versus introverts and be like, this is you and this is me and I love you very much. I've done that. Yeah. I mean, it may it may come to the point where you have to do that. I don't think that it's there yet. Yeah, I, don't send passive aggressive articles until it's like actually a discussion you're having. And it doesn't have to be passive aggressive. Like, I mean, you know, as a person who deals with mental illness, if I find a really good article about being a uh, a partner of somebody with depression, I send that to my partner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I don't mean it's always passive aggressive. Right, yeah. Right. But like, if it's if it's something that you two can bring up in good humor, mm-hmm. like we're so different in this way. It's so cool that we get along like this yes. I think that would be a great place for you to reach like point out your differences because I think it's great that you're friends even in spite of this ex- this annoying tactic right I mean it's a it's rough this is rough yeah and uh this change in your language and this ability to be a bit firmer and clearer about what you need and what your spouse needs because I mean you're pulling them into this too like every time your friend comes over and bothers you, they are also bothering your spouse. Ouch. It sucks. It is never easy to be the person who says no. Uh, but it is unfair of your friend to make you say no over and over again. You're being put into a very unfair corner here. Right. Um, so I'd say first step is saying no at all. You know, saying like, no, um, and, and you don't even you don't have to give explanations for what you need. Uh, but if it's easier and you think it suits what you want, absolutely do it again. It's not fun. It's not fun to say no, but it is way more unfair to be the person who who makes you say it. It's like we always say it'll be uncomfortable, but it's doable. Yeah. And survivable. It is. Personally, I would rather be the one that says no than the one that has to hang out for 12 hours. One of those is way worse than the other. You have to decide what sucks more, saying no or doing shit you don't feel like doing. Oh, God, both of these suck. Welcome to adulthood. I know. And every now and again, it may just be that you're like, I don't want to have this conversation. If she wants to watch TV on my couch while I go take a long bath, then fine. Fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pick your battles. Yeah. And uh, and you've loved this person. I think it's really clear in your question that you care about them. You like them being in your life. You want them around. You don't want to say something that'll like turn them off forever. Um, I really feel like you should be less afraid of offending them when it is clear they are not afraid of offending you. Ooh, totally good point. Yeah. This will get easier. I mean, I wonder how much anxiety saying no will give you. Are you someone that has a lot of anxiety by saying no to this friend? Yeah. You might want, and it could be that you call in your spouse to help you. So let's say it's the couch situation where you're like, oh, I think we're going to head to bed. And they're like, oh, can you hand me a pillow? I'm going to crash here. And then you say, you know, I think I want to call it. I think this is the end of the night for me. I'm going to give you a hug goodbye. And, and I like that. I'm going to give you a hug goodbye. Do you need help getting a lift? I'll wait for you for your taxi. Yeah. And if your friend is like, oh, no, it's no trouble. I want to stay here. Then it's time for maybe your spouse to back you up and say, you know, I'm with her. I just uh, I, I don't really want any more company right now. I'm not in the mood for guests. Um, so we'll see you another day. Yeah, I think that's great. There's definitely a way to do this being kind and firm. Yeah. I hope that this has been helpful for you. I hope that this is new information. Um, It seems like it is, but take care of you. Be fair to you. It seems like you are doing a lot of work to be kind to and fair to this friend, but very little to take care of you. Oh, yes. You're really straining yourself right here. Yeah. 
Strain in the other direction. Strain towards saying no instead of straining to say yes. You can do it. You can do it. Go out less. Go, Go out less. less. I say that as someone that had like a hugely social weekend, so I'm, I feel like I'm faking a little bit. But um, that said, tonight I'm doing jack shit and seeing no one. So like that's how that's how I balance. I, I bailed on a party to uh, stay home and teach myself to crochet socks. Oh, that's awesome. It's hard. Get it. For the troops. Yeah. Memorial Day weekend. These are topics. These are. This is a topical joke. Not so much now. Okay. This has been friendshiping with Jen and Trey. <laughs> you were just going to let me go on and keep digging myself in this weird hole. I wanted to see where the hole went. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can at Do Friendship. If you'd like to leave us a review on iTunes, that would be so wonderful. Oh. oh. If you nice. want to buy our garbage, you can at thefriendshippingstore.com. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for your design.